mic check, please. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ducks on the Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. My name is John Gordon. I'll be your host. And I'm your host, Katie Burke. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you, the DU Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Ducks Unlimited podcast. I'm your host, John Gordon. I've got some very special guests today, and we're doing this from the, the very cool DU podcast studios at National Headquarters in Memphis, which I always like to do because I get to see people face-to-face, you know. It's, it's always nice to be able to, you know, talk to somebody in person versus, on, you know, on the phone or on the computer. So today, my guests are very special guests today. We've got uh, Henry and Lakeisha Woodard from Halo Hunting. That's H-A-L-O. Henry, break it down. What's Halo mean? Halo stands for Henry and Lakeisha Outdoors. And uh, yes, Halo is in the house. We're in the booth here at Ducks Unlimited. And uh, hey, it's it's awesome. I mean, they, they got the place set up. And I mean, I feel like I'm about to drop a track right now. But <laughs> but going straight uh, back to, to Halo, it's really um, about me and my wife, Lakeisha. Uh, we've been married 21 years and it's uh, it's about our episodes in the outdoors where we raise uh, four beautiful kids, have three daughters and a son, and um, we just want people just to, you know, just to follow along on our adventures because the outdoors is the lifestyle. It's really what we love doing, and um, it's 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 been awesome. <laughs> very good, very good. So you're talking about your kids. I mean, so how many children do y'all have? Lakeisha, I'm gonna make you answer that. All right. Yes, we have four beautiful children, and they range from age eight all the way up to nineteen. And we have Angel; she's our oldest. Then we have Trinity, then Ezekiel, our only son, and then we have our baby girl Harmony. And they all love being in the outdoors. Um, they've all um, harvested wild turkey, deer. Um, even our oldest daughter, she's harvested a wild hog. So they really enjoy this lifestyle. Is you know being able to even also enjoy the harvest and eating it because they love some deer meat. <laughs> they love deer steak. That is one of their favorites. So um, we, we we keep our kids involved in the outdoors and this is something that they like to do and we want to uh, make sure that we um, teach them being in the outdoors and good stores of land. and To keep it going, I mean, yeah, you know, uh, legacy and heritage, you know, is everything, you know, um, mm-hmm. just simple things in life, you know, about uh, trying to make the property, leaving the property better than it was when we found it. You know, some of the principles that we stand up on. Of course, you know, we're a godly family and we put our faith above everything and we feel that it's because of him that we can do what we do and uh, because of him we are here where we are right now. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right, man. That, you know, and, and family's what it's all about. You know, I, I've only got one child, but I, I really brought him up, you know, in, in the, like you said, it's a lifestyle. It's not just... Oh, you know, something that you do, if you really take it seriously, it becomes your life. Anywhere, like you said, from, from you know, preparation to the actual hunt itself, to the harvest, to the to the meals, it's all great. And I've been really proud of my kid. He's, uh, he, he, you know, he, he, he can go out on his own and, and hunt ducks and, and really kind of take the lead and kind of, you know, 
guide his buddies around because I, I taught him everything he really knows from the time he was a little child. And he, you know, that's maybe the one thing he's listened to me on, I think, more than any others was was my my expertise on uh, hunting waterfowl. So anyway, so speaking of kids, uh, Henry, uh, let's go back in time a little bit and talk about your influences in hunting and how you really got started and where. Uh, just take me back to young Henry and going out for the first time. Well, young Henry was just a, a typical uh, inner city kid uh, here in Memphis. Um, a great family. But my parents were from Mississippi, the country life. And so uh, my dad, he, he's actually, uh, he he farms soybeans. And so he would leave and, and go to the country and, and farm. And here my mother is from the city and she would actually take me fishing. So I'll have to say it's a combination of them both. The fishing that my mother instilled at me at a very young age and then my father going along uh, on the farm. However, I didn't really, the tractors wasn't what got my gears going. It was, I would look at those critters in the field and I think all of that was just the perfect combination. My dad giving me a, a BB gun when I was age 12 and I mean, I took off from there. So, uh, hey, that's really where it uh, originated from. Well, that's great that you and the great that you had that outlet that you had access to the country. You know, so many kids, especially in the inner city, never see it, right? So, something we've tried to do at Ducks Unlimited, really instilling love for the outdoors within within young groups, within kids, you know, and really bringing them into it. So that was really good that your that your dad really brought you out there into the outdoors and 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 showed you the ropes, so to speak. And you know, Lakeisha, I know it was Henry that was your real influence, but what was your background growing up at, as a young person? Right. Um, unlike Henry, I did not have um, that person or that father or brother, you know, that was in the outdoors or fishing and hunting and things like that. So it wasn't until after I met Henry and we got married, I had no idea that Henry was this big time hunter and he loved deer hunting, turkey hunting. I mean, he would go out every weekend to the woods. And I'm like, now he didn't tell me this when we first got married. <laughs> So I had no idea that, you know, he was a hunter and I really wasn't, you know, I was a city girl, you know, I didn't really like bugs and I still don't, um, you know, I wasn't really that country girl. And so after we've got married, Henry, he was like, Lakeisha, um, why don't you just come out and film my turkey hunt for me? And so I was like, um, well, you know what? I might as well just go ahead and give it a try because he used to leave me all the time. So I decided to, you know, I wanted to be out there with him. I said, well, let me just see what, what it's all about. He just want me want me to film for him. And so we went out there. Um, we set up. Uh, this is a turkey hunt. And we were in the ground blind. And um, we had our decoys up. Henry had his um, mouth call or diaphragm call. And it was a turkey. Um, Henry, he did his mouth call. Go do it, Henry. <laughs> He did that, and then the next thing you know, I hear a gobble, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And then, you know, Henry did it a little more uh, mouth calling, and then the turkey gobbled back, and before you know it, that turkey came into our setup, and the next thing you know, boom, Henry shot the turkey, and I thought it was the most amazing thing, you know. I was like, oh, my goodness, like, this is what I've been missing out on. Like, I had no idea, you know, just the excitement and you know, Henry, he was so um, excited and, you know, you could just see that he he just was so happy about it. And me to just 
see him being happy and how he was, I was like, wow. So this is what I've been missing all of this time that he's been coming out here every weekend, you know, in the woods. And so on the next adventure out, Henry said that, Lakeisha, um, next time you're going to shoot the turkey and I'm going to film you shooting the turkey. And so after that, um, I went out and... I shot my first turkey. We actually pulled a double on my first turkey. And I was pregnant at the time. Then we, I think we had our um, four-year-old um, daughter with us. And so that was my first turkey. And, I mean, it's been history ever since. Yeah, that's when I realized that Lakeisha was was serious. I mean, um, I I took my turkey and then Lakeisha's turkey was about to about to oh, get yeah. away. And I'm going to tell you something. As that turkey was getting away, I, I thought it was, it was over. But Lakeisha... Uh, <laughs> Pulled the old man. She shot it from. <laughs> she shot the turkey. It was so far. I mean, the turkey. She she shot a, a running away turkey. I mean, she laid them smooth out. And I mean, uh, something uh, something happened um, on that hunt. And so it's been it's it's been great ever since. And I'm gonna say today, a lot of people ask the question. You know, how do how did what did you do? How did you get your wife involved? Well, I want to say this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get a secret out. You gotta be patient. I mean, that's what anybody's in the outdoors. You. You can't start them off rough, you know, uh, give them a gun big enough that they can tote, you know, hold this, shoot this, do this, don't do that, you know. But uh, it's it's about being patient. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something. Once you be patient and that person gets to uh, get to a point where they uh, love the outdoors, I'm going to tell you what it's all about. You have someone to open the cattle gates for you for life. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to hear in the passenger seat, man. Gets the cattle gate, you know what I'm saying? That's, uh, that, that's what it is. But, uh, yeah, you may, you brought up a very good point with that, Henry, and I've seen that with kids, too. If they have a bad experience mm-hmm. off the jump, it's going to affect everything going forward. So you've really got to be patient with them, understanding, and really bring them into it correctly, the right way. And so... Yeah, that's really, really important deal. And especially, you know, for female hunters, oh, you see so much with fathers, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they got sons and they're like, man, they're taking the sons hunting and the daughter's sitting there looking at them going, man, I like to do that. And they're just being left behind. And we, we filmed a, a really, really good DUTV episode that's going to come out this summer with uh, four really great uh, women down in Texas. And what really struck me was the fact that when the four of them were sitting there together, they all looked at each other and said, you know something? This is the first time I've ever been hunting with other women before in my life. All four of them had the same experience that they were the only, you know, girl in the blind. You know, it was all a male-dominated deal. I thought to myself, man, that's what this show is all about. It's about inspiring people to get their kids involved and especially their female children involved in the outdoors. I don't really know. You know, I ended up with three daughters. And the thing is, you know, I, I wanted that son starting off. But, you know, uh, I had an old guy, old preacher. He looked at me and said, Henry, he said, God's teaching you love. He said, uh, when your love get right, you have that boy. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> right. so uh, I, I I can kind of understand it. You know, um, it's, it's a different type of love, you know, that you develop and a different type of uh, patience that it, it took to, to, to make me where I am. Uh, today in the outdoors, but but my daughters, I mean, uh, uh, I mean my oldest daughter, she she is a crack shot. I mean, from no matter what it is, uh, whitetail, hogs, quail, uh, it doesn't matter. She's always been 
good at listening. Women are, are very good at, at listening. And, and you know, sometimes guys, we, we can get caught up in the macho thing, trying to, you know, say, I, I know how it's done or I can do it like this, you know, but that's what that's what make uh, women special. So uh, the outdoors uh, has a special place uh, for, for women. And, I mean, uh, even through hunting, Lakeisha, I have more uh, confidence in her ability than I have in, in some guys that I uh, that I turkey hunt with. I ask her questions about, you know, should I hunt here or should I do this or, or, or what do you think? So uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful relationship. Right. I definitely have to agree, Henry. And even, you know, getting girls or, you know, women introduced into the outdoors. Our daughter, um, Trinity, um, when we go out and sometimes we may take one child at a time, sometimes, you know, it just kind of depends. Um, she really wants to be out there. She was like, you know, sometimes we have to make way for her to come along, too, if that wasn't part of the plan. But she really, really wants to get out there. I mean, she really loves it. So and I definitely know her seeing me um, outdoors is inspiring her and then her sisters as well. You know, they're getting out there. So I think it is very encouraging when other women see other women participating in the outdoor. Right. It's 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 one of the it's the largest growing segment, I believe, in the outdoor segment it, it is is female hunters and and. You see it in the industry too. I've, from the time I was a kid, there was nothing, no clothes for women, no guns for women, no bows for women, no nothing for women, right. you know, and it was just like you respected as a boy. Oh, yeah, here you go. You're going hunting, but she's not. And and so I've really enjoyed seeing that change over the years that uh, and some of the some of the best shots and hunters I know are, are female, <laughs> you know, I mean, it just that y'all just have a better, you know, I think because you go into it with an open mind. Mm-hmm. A lot more than some men do that that you just become better at it and uh, dog trainers too i know some really yeah. great dog trainers that are women uh they just you know i think it's i think it's great i had a couple of questions for you uh, you know i know y'all are big deer and turkey hunters oh yeah you know uh is there a favorite between the two between the deer and the turkey yeah um my take on it um i, I like shooting i mean i like taking white tail but i really enjoy going out there big mature bucks i mean that's that's really what uh is exciting however i think it's probably going to be we're going to give it to the wild turkey yes when you agree lakeisha i definitely agree it's something about just going after that turkey you know it's a challenge and you really have to think about what you're doing um you have to think about okay so do i go this way do i go that way do i do this type of call you know and it's just i think it's just so you know, it really makes you think, and and it's just a good challenge. I mean, even the interaction, you know, I would say, you know, when you're out there whitetail hunting, you know, let's say you there's a particular buck you're looking for or, you know, you're just trying to uh, take a nice, mature buck. Well, you have so many questions, and it's, 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 it's so many things that go through your head. What happened to the deer? Is the deer still alive? Is the deer going to come in? You know, so... Sometimes as skilled as you are when it comes to being a white tail hunter, I think it sometimes just just the luck of the draw of that buck just just stepping out at that particular time. But with uh turkey hunting, even when you lose, you feel like you were at least about to win. I mean, the turkey gonna give you uh, you know, it could give you a little hope, you know, by gobbling back, you know, interacting with you, and and you know what's going on, you know, it's a, it's it's a chess game, so you're trying to make the right move, and like I say, even even if you don't get that turkey, I mean, hey, you live to hunt another day, but sometimes with, with whitetail hunting, it's a lot of unclosed chapters. 
Yeah, isn't that the truth, man? You know, because sometimes deer just, you see them on camera or whatever, you see them in passing and you never see them again. Mm -hmm. It's just like, and because they travel so much, they could be five miles away from your property. You right. don't know it at the time. Right. And it, and turkeys, on the other hand, are a lot more, you know, you know where they are <laughs> right. pretty much. They're going to be in that same area. Mm -hmm. One thing I really love with waterfowl is calling. Okay, mm -hmm. figuring out what to say and when is just as important in turkey hunting. Maybe it's more important than what to say and when with them. And so I think you're talking about chess versus checkers. It's very much a chess game with turkeys. Right. They, you know, you can make a misstep on it and, they're, and they'll vanish on you. You know, I think it makes you a better outdoorsman for sure to be a turkey hunter. 100%. 100%. Uh, knowing the lay of the land. Uh, sometimes, you know, it, it's about learning what a turkey uh, wants to be. And, uh, you know, like you say, I got to agree. You have to really think like a turkey. And um, and I imagine that even when we went uh, waterfowl hunting, I mean, you have to know when to call, how to call, how loud. You know, uh, you have to predict the mood uh, that they're in. So um, uh, that's very important. Yeah, extremely important. Uh, Lakeisha, are you a good turkey caller? Oh, yeah, I am. Um, well, not with the mouth call just yet, but um, I love the slate call. Um, that's one of my favorites. Um, normally, Henry does the mouth call. I run the slate, and sometimes we'll just kind of, you know, go back and forth, and it has been working out um, great for us. You know, we when we hunt together, we hunt as a team, so we kind of know when to do which call at what time, and we kind of rely on each other. So, Lakeisha, she's a, a, a better mouth call uh yelper she she then she, then she gives herself credit for you know but what it is you know she's you know she said i sound so good you know oh, but Henry does. you just he gotta does. come out you just gotta let it go you know I, when i'm by I, myself yeah, i do yeah. i remember one time i was hunting uh uh turkey hunting around preston and preston Pittman, and i was a little I didn't want to call him <laughs> in front of him, you know what I mean? But when I started calling, he said, man, you sound good. He said, you do the calling, you do the calling, you know. So sometimes it's just about, um, just about having that confidence and, and just going for it. I know exactly what you mean. I was just I hunted with Jim Ronquist, mm -hmm. uh, Drake Outdoors, and formerly <laughs> Rich and Tone. And they can be intimidating because, mm -hmm. I mean, this guy's a world champion. <laughs> I mean, you're like, hmm, I mean, do I really sound as good as I think I do right. to where it would impress a guy like Jimbo? And, you know, and, but those guys are just like the rest of us. You know, they just exactly. are very good at a particular thing. But they don't judge, I don't think, on, on, on how you sound, no. you know, because, hell, let's face it, uh, ducks and geese sound different. With they have different voices, just like people do. So yes. it and and same with turkeys. You know, that they just you know. So you really can't make a mistake. You mm -hmm. know, as, as far as it goes. Here's a question for you: What do you think is the biggest gift that the outdoors has to offer people? First of all, the the camaraderie of of meeting people uh, in the outdoors. You know, um, you just gotta think. Here I was, a uh, 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 inner city child, and I remember, you know, seeing even the Ducks Unlimited headquarters and I thought it, you know, the logo looked so special. And I was like, man, I wonder, is is that a place where I can go or what do you have to do? To I just didn't know. But the outdoors have allowed me to meet so many different types of people uh, from all kinds of various backgrounds. And I mean, uh, and it's been life changing. You never know when you're going to be in camp with someone that's going to say something that's going to change your life or or alter your path, you know. And so, I mean, God has given this to us. I mean, uh, and and as far as the, it's being out there to 
to enjoy it or to see it, it's free. You know, you know, God, he, he gave it to us and it's up to us to be stewards. And just just that fellowship, it has awakened even my senses. You know, um, I understood I can hear the, the, the birds chirping in the morning. I can hear the different animals, you know, waking up. And so, you know, you're at a place where you're using all of your your senses, you know. And um, I mean, that's it makes you feel so alive being in the outdoors. That's 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 what I uh, take out of it. It's a very good point. Very good mm-hmm. point. You're talking about the camaraderie aspect mm-hmm. of it. Let's face it. The three of us wouldn't have met each other. We wouldn't right. be sitting here talking about it if it weren't for our common love of the outdoors. Exactly. That has brought so many people together from all walks of life over, right. over you know, hundreds of years Right. that never would have interacted with each other without it. And that, to me, that's the most important thing of it. Uh, like I said, it, it, it's God's gift to the world. And you just, you've got to enjoy it. And I, I feel sorry for folks who don't get an mm-hmm. opportunity to. So right. that's one thing at Ducks Unlimited we really, like, once again, try to do mm-hmm. is introduce new people, bring, you know, kids into it and adults, both, exactly. into the outdoors and to enjoy what nature has to offer. Yeah, it's amazing, you know, when you, you we're talking about a duck. Some people may look at a duck and just, you know, think, oh, it's just a bird or it's, you know, it's just a, an animal you may see, but... Somebody cares so much about ducks that they decide to put forth an effort to make sure that the ducks are still here and they have a habitat. So by them caring for the ducks and, and doing all these things, here we are. And and that's just mind blowing, you know, that uh someone can look out and just see an animal through an animal such as a duck, you know, these relationships and these bonds have, have been created. So it's, it's awesome. Very good, very good. All right, we're going to take a little break here on the DU Podcast, but we'll be right back with Henry and Lakeisha Woodard. Welcome back, everybody, to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast. My guest today, Henry and Lakeisha Woodard, Halo Outdoors. We recently filmed a DU Nation segment with Henry and Lakeisha at, at Dr. Ronald Robertson's place in Tippo, Mississippi. Shout out to Dr. Ronald. He was, he was incredible. Uh, he was a gracious host, and he's been such an incredible part of Ducks Unlimited for so long. We just can't thank him enough. So here's a question for both of you. Henry, I'm going to start with you. What did you? What was your perceptions about what duck hunting was going to be like, and what were they in reality? Well, I thought that uh, first of all, I was going. I'm laughing. I thought I was going to just be blasting, boom, 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 you know. And I thought I was going to be laying on my back, and I'm going to all of a sudden pop out of a uh, <laughs> out of a blind, and someone going to say, "Take them," you know what I mean? And but um, I understand that there are several ways of of duck hunting, but. I'm gonna tell you something. I was not disappointed at all. I mean, um, man, it's, it's 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 so much just just to to take in and and to digest. But it, it just was amazing. Just you know, we were standing, we were hunting in the slough. You know, you hear people saying, "I'm not gonna stand out there in the freezing cold weather." But hey, we we had the gear. We we had the gear, the the waders, the the jackets. You know, all of that makes. Uh, all of it makes it, it different. And actually, the difference is, you know, when you're deer hunting, you're kind of sitting still. But it wasn't. It actually wasn't that bad because we could move around. We could talk. Um, man, it, it actually was, was, was pretty cool. 
overall. Yeah, yeah, that's one aspect I really love about waterfowling is being able to talk to each other, mm-hmm. the camaraderie aspect of it, just being and be able to cut up with each other mm-hmm. and grib each other about, hey, you missed that shot or yeah. did this, that, and the other. <laughs> I mean, that's something you can't do when you're mm-hmm. hunting whitetails or turkeys, right? No. You just you don't get that opportunity because you have to be so quiet mm-hmm. and so and so immobile in a lot of ways but it, it duck hunting it doesn't really doesn't matter now when the ducks are working you know you need to be as, as you know calm and and quiet to see keep them from from seeing you but it's uh, overall it's it's a much more open experience to me than than water and you know than than whitetails or big game in general uh or turkeys akisha what do you think i mean what, what was your thoughts coming into it and how was it in reality this is something that Henry and I, we have been waiting so long um, to be a part of is duck hunting. And so I, when I first, you know, I was thinking that it was going to be, we're going to be hitting every duck that comes by. <laughs> I just like, I was like, okay, if we can shoot turkeys and, you know, quail and other things like that, I was like, oh, duck hunting, this is going to be a piece of cake. You know, I'm used to the cold and, you know, so we get out there and, you know, I was like, okay. <laughs> We may not hit every duck, you know, but um, I it's it's kind of what I expected a little bit um, as far as you know um, the weather and you know just um, being out there and and like Henry said, being able to talk with the others that you're hunting with, you know, um, having conversations and um, just you know being able to do more than one thing while you're waiting for the ducks to come in and then just watching those guys do the um, duck calls and, you know, making those ducks come our way. You know, kind of like turkey hunting, you're calling, then the turkeys are gobbling and everything. That's kind of what I was kind of like thinking it um, was going to be similar to, even though, you know, they're flying in the sky. So I was looking at like, okay, um, you know, so that's kind of pretty much how I thought it was going to be. Very good. You're talking about that, you know, expected to hit everything. The best shots in the world don't hit them all, and and that's one thing you have to really embrace. I think, with with wing shooting, a lot of times is the failure. Okay, because you have to have a real short memory with it. I learned that a long time ago. When I was a kid, boy, I used to beat myself up about mm-hmm. missing birds, and I'm like, man, the best shots in the world don't hit them all. So you just gotta <laughs> you just gotta forget about it and yeah. move on to the next shot. And and that that probably helped me more than anything else. But, uh, you know, we'll get y'all in sporting clay range and stuff, you know. We'll, we're going to work on it, okay, to where, you know, uh, y'all will be competent wing shots the next mm-hmm. time we go out for sure. You're talking about different types of duck hunting. Okay, what we did basically was good old Mississippi style, standing mm-hmm. in the trees kind of deal, right? And you've got your, you got you got fixed blinds that you hunt out of. You've, you know, like we were at Beaver Dam on DU Nation. That's an incredible blind right there. It's It's got a kitchen and everything else in it. You go, you can go yeah. as elaborate or as unelaborate as you want to. Uh, I think what you were talking about, Henry, is a lot of people layout blinds, mm-hmm. which is a lot of people way goose hunting goes okay. and a lot of times in fields, you know, mm-hmm. where you're, where you're laying out in the blind and you pop up to shoot. So what we introduced y'all to is just one little small aspect of what it, you know, of what different types of duck hunting and goose hunting are. Welcome to the world of waterfowl hunting. Is all I can say about that. It's a, it, it's really a great experience all the way around. What advice would y'all give to beginning duck hunters? Uh, to a beginning duck hunter, I would just say um, find someone that that has already been duck hunting and has that experience that can that can help you out. You know, because j- just having someone that's that's that already knows the ropes, it'll it'll help you out and, it, and it'll keep you out of trouble and it it'll. it'll You'll be safe with it as well. Lakeisha? 
Right. I have to agree with you there, Henry. And, you know, being with that experienced um, duck hunter, you know, you're able to learn hands on from that person and just kind of watch them, how they work the ducks and how they call all of this going to be very important. Um, You know, I think that was the biggest thing is having someone else out there with us who was already experienced duck hunter. Uh, Dr. Ronald Robertson is great. He He's done so much mentoring with kids, especially. And so he's really patient with it and tries to tell you what you're doing wrong, what you should do right. And, you know, I noticed that with him. He was really interactive, you know, and you can see that as, you know, from day one to day two, I think y'all were a lot more prepared, mm-hmm. you know, when we were in that slew for what was, mm-hmm. you know, going to happen than, than the first morning, you know, and, and that just, that's just, you just, you gain experience. And you get better and better at it over the years. So it, it it's just a growth experience. And I think, uh, yeah, having a mentor to really guide you through it is pretty important because it's it's really, there's so much to waterfowl hunting mm-hmm. and so much to the nuances of, of hiding, calling, decoy placement, decoy selection, spread types, everything. It, there's a huge amount of stuff to it where... I think with deer and turkeys, you just kind of have to be where they are and just and be set up in the right, right. in the right spot and in certain aspects say the right things with turkeys especially, but it just doesn't have near. It's gear intensive as well, duck hunting. You know, you've got everywhere from boats and decoys and guns and dogs and everything else. So it's a different world. I'm gonna say one more thing. You know, when I first started hunting whitetails or, or turkeys, I would I would read you know resources, and I mean. I say uh, check out Ducks Unlimited. Uh, look at the resources, and I'm pretty sure they have tips and all kinds of things, you know, to, to point you in the right direction. But I think that's a great place uh, even to get started by f- uh, finding those resources as I well. I agree. Yeah, you can go to uh, to our website, ducks.org, and you've got tremendous amount of waterfowl hunting tips, migration reports. Everything else is right there at your fingertips to really to really help you be a better hunter. And that's something that we've really, we've really strived to do. And it's not, but the is not all about hunting, right? It's, you know, we're an organization for wetlands conservation and what that means for people too. What we do affects people's lives just as well as, as wildlife with clean water, uh, with with helping communities. So it's something that, that we've really worked on is, is trying to get that message out as well, that we're, we're not just about duck hunting and that we're a wetlands conservation organization and that trickles down into, into a lot of different things. So... When are you going to get your kids out duck hunting? I know that's uh, that's the next step, right? You got to get bring the kids into it as well. I will say this: I think we're pretty fortunate. Uh, we have some land in the uh, in the delta, the flyway, and we have a place where ducks uh, tend to normally just uh, con- uh, congregate uh, naturally. You know, so um, you know you hear people talking about how expensive it is. I'm pretty sure that land is probably. One of the great uh, expenses <laughs> that, of having ducks. That's a ducks. big one. So, yeah. uh, so okay, we got that covered. I guess we got to give it to the range, you know, maybe do some, oh, yeah. some, practice some, some yes, shooting. practice uh, shooting. And I mean, uh, well, how old is she's already ready? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it's a matter of when, when they can uh, handle uh, the gun and hold it up properly, you know, right. uh, to lift it up <laughs> <laughs> quick enough yeah that's, and, uh, di- <laughs> yeah that's a different aspect it's a lot yeah. easier with turkey or deer yeah. to to control a gun because yeah, you're you not swinging use... it all over the place mm-hmm. like waterfowl right so yeah, i think you're right you have to have you know be old enough and have mm-hmm. the motor skills right. to handle the gun properly and safely mm-hmm. it's right. a big and that's a huge part of it right you've really got to pay attention to, to what you're doing so anyway so here's something i like to ask everybody ask you about their favorite hunts it 
Lakeisha, I'm going to start with you. Is there is there a hunt in your mind that really stands out? Um, this this is a one of one of our most recent ones. Um, Henry and I, we were actually on our way home. You know, we were done hunting um, for the day, turkey hunting, and it was still early though. But we were done for the day, so on our way home, we were just driving, you know, past the fields and see if we saw anything. And it just so happened that as we were on our way out, you know, just riding through fields um, of some land that we hunt. There were turkeys out in the field. We didn't know if there were long beards or if there were hens, jakes, you know, we had no idea. So Henry, we said, okay, let's just, um, you know, let's just sneak our way up there. And they were pretty far. And so Henry and I, we went from woodline to um, the edge of the woods, going through the woods, trying to sneak around on these turkeys. When um, we finally got to where we can visibly see with our eyes because we had no binoculars with us, Henry, he said, Lakeisha, they're long beards. He says, long beards out there. He said, we're going to have to, um, you know, sneak around and go this way. <laughs> because like I said, it was open field and the woods were only on the wood line. Then it was like another little patch of woods that we had to try to hurry up and sneak to without the turkey seeing us. And so... Um, we ended up going into this little, maybe, I don't, it's like a tree where a tree had fell over and then it's like a hole in the ground. <laughs> and so we got in this, um, in the hole that was in the ground because the turkeys were over a little small ditch. And by me being inside the hole, I really couldn't see um, as tall as Henry could because we were on our knees. And um, Henry, he was like, okay, Lakeisha, that long beard is right there. You need to uh, shoot the long beard uh, when you can see him. So, you know, like I said, Henry's a little taller than me. So I'm like, I don't see anything. I don't see the uh, long beard. You know, I saw the hens, but I didn't see the long beard and I couldn't see his beard. He was like, okay, you're going to have to raise up right now. And keep in mind, I'm in a hole in the ground where a tree <laughs> fell from. And so I raised up and I was like, okay. So I just see the turkey. Um, the back of his um, fan, you know, because he was fanned out. Right, I was like, right. okay, I see his fan. So as soon as that moment where I saw his head, I was like, okay, I know I better hurry up and take this shot. As soon as he turned, like from the back of his um, fan, turned toward the uh, side, then he turned in the front. That split of a second, I hurry up and I pulled the trigger and he went down. And I want to say it was about maybe 40 um, yards estimated something around there a little over 40 yards and so I was like you know he flipped and I was like and I still couldn't see because like the way the ditch was made I just knew he went down so you know we hurry up and get up to try to make sure you know that I got him and everything which I did and Henry he was like wait Lakeisha wait because we had no idea that there were like maybe six other long beards because Henry was going to try to take a shot but we had no idea that it was that many long beards still right there but I think I kind of Busted them up when I started running <laughs> toward them. <laughs> so I think that was like one of the most, um, we really had to go after those turkeys, you know, because they kept moving. Every time we'd get close, he was like, okay, I think they're going to stay right there. They'll move down some more. So we had to sneak to another um, tree or another part of the wood line. I mean, it was, that was like the most memorable in the most re in the recent years. So. Man, very good. That's a great story. And you talk about that, especially in the middle of the day sometimes. Yeah, uh, groups of, 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 you know, longbeards will group up together and hang out in the middle of those fields, you know, kind of hanging out with, with hens and stuff like that. And so you can really see those birds a long way. Henry, so I'm going to throw that question at you again in a turkey hunting context. What is, what's, a, what's a turkey that was really giving you the slip, you know, and you really had to stay after it? 
Let's talk about. I want to talk about something embarrassing. Okay. Embarrassing. Okay. Okay. We'll do every, that every, everyone wants to talk about the turkey they killed. Let's Who talk about the. Let's talk about the one that we the did got away. Yeah. Uh, the Rios. <laughs> oh. Now I know everybody like Rios. They're like easy. Okay. Yeah, they are. Um, I'm gonna say this. Me and Lakeisha, we we have done a lot of doubles. We've taken a lot of doubles, and we have never raised our guns on a group of turkeys where at least one of them wasn't taken. It, it has never happened. Well, so we we you know we go down to Texas. I think it's Hundo, Texas, with a friend of ours. Uh, I'm gonna call his name Chris. <laughs> Chris is so excited to be hunting with us when we first got there. Chris busted a turkey because he's like, "What's taking so long? These Rios normally come in." That was Chris number one. <laughs> he's gonna listen to his podcast and be like, "But uh, that's Henry Chris." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then. Chris, he was like, man, man, we ought to uh, uh, get up and look. And, and I think that Chris was so excited. If we just probably would have just stayed put more, we probably would have taken the turkey. And finally, when we, me and Lakeisha, it's like the last day and the last moment. And I mean, uh, I mean, it's so many turkeys out there. that It, it sounds like a gospel choir of turkeys gobbling on the roost. I've never experienced anything like it before. And so finally, here comes these Rios. They're coming and all right, this is where things go wrong, okay? We're trying to film, which we always film and hunt at the same time, but the, the turkeys are coming like a hard uh, left, and Lakeisha's on my left, and it's kind of hard to swing that way. And I mean, that was our last moment, and those Rios came in, and something happened, I don't know, if, uh, at the last moment, one moved, and we counted off and shot, and I'm going to tell you what, everything went left. I mean, I'm not going to talk about <laughs> I'm not gonna even talk about the footage when we looked <laughs> when we looked at the footage and saw everything that we were doing wrong. But I'm gonna tell you what, those two Rios got away, and I mean we we've been. <laughs> yeah, you like you said, anybody experiences it, it, Eastern turkeys, like yeah. y'all are Rios. You're like, oh, that's a piece of cake. Yeah, but they're still turkeys, right? Yeah. So they yeah. can still be a problem. They can still be very tough. Yeah, no matter which which species you're after. Yeah, is mm -hmm. that a goal of y'all's Grand Slam? Mm -hmm. It is. World it sure Slam. Is. It sure is. Yep. We we got to go out and we got to get it done. I mean, I've only hunted eastern birds. I've mm -hmm. never, you know, and I lived in Texas for mm -hmm. you know many years, and I've just never. I was always you know chasing waterfowl all over the place, and I never really cared about the turkey hunting aspect mm -hmm. of it. But the you know the whole world of Rios, and then another turkey that I'd really love to go after is Miriam's. You know, the country yeah. is beautiful where they live. Mm -hmm. It's out west. It's really great, and and then you know the the swamp ghosts that the Osceolas are down in Florida, and that's a really unique turkey too because it's such a limited range. You mm -hmm. only got them in one spot in the, in the entire world, right? So you have to go South Florida to get after those and Osceolas. Yes. Right. Oh, okay. I'm that's sorry. Uh, okay. Osceolas are only yeah. in that mm -hmm. narrow corridor, and yeah. so you got to go. We we've got a really great conservation easement down there, uh, the Luca property, which is like twenty, I think twenty seven thousand acres. It's our largest conservation easement mm -hmm. in the country, and it, and it, it's it's Osceola country as well, and, and so it's really unique. So what we've done there is, is really benefited once again more than waterfowl. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of, you, you you get a lot of benefits for other wildlife involved in that. Anyway, so I would encourage everybody to watch uh, DU Nation. So we, we know that episode just came out uh, a couple of weeks ago with with Henry and Lakeisha with uh, with Ronald and his daughter Katie Burke at their place in Tippo. It's it's really it's entertaining. I'll check it out. And how can they? How can people find y'all on both the social media and or you know where to see your films? All right, um, you can find us on our website at halohunting.com or on Facebook as well as. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram mm -hmm. all at Halo, H-A-L-O, hunting, 
Halo Hunting Outdoors, or you can type in also Henry and Lakeisha Outdoors. Um, it will come up there. And we're also on YouTube, so make sure you check us out on YouTube as well um, under Halo Hunting. Very good, very good. Man, this has been great. Y'all have been great. And I'll tell you what, you know, this. I think this is just the beginning uh, of, of a great DU Nation relationship. I want to, I want to, you know, introduce y'all into different types of waterfowl hunting. Yeah. And really, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get into this, uh, you know, for years to come. So, uh, you know, really great to meet y'all and, and great to have you here on the DU Podcast. Yeah, we're glad to, uh, glad to be here. It's been a, almost definitely been a pleasure. And uh, hopefully this is not the last time and we can uh, hey, have make more members in the field. That's Absolutely. right, man. That's what it's all about. So thanks, everybody, once again, for tuning into the Ducks Unlimited podcast and supporting wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit www.ducks.org slash dupodcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. Stay tuned to the Ducks. Stay tuned to the Ducks.